Hello and welcome to the Docs to Dads podcast, a health and wellness resource for any dad looking to actively engage with their health, the health of their children, and building a stronger, healthier community around their family. Each week, Dr. Scott, a board-certified pediatrician, will explore topics relevant to child health and how dads can be an active participant in their growth, development, and other issues that affect children and the whole family. Hey there, and happy holidays. This week, we will be gearing up for the holidays and talking about traditions. We are right in the heart of my favorite time of year, and I wanted to share a little holiday cheer with you guys, especially as many of you are getting ready to spend time with family and friends in the next few weeks. This time of year is my favorite, partly because it was the time of year that I got to see my extended family growing up. I had more time to spend with my parents, grandma and grandpa, aunts, uncles, cousins, Between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I frequently got to see both sides of my family, and we had a variety of traditions. Do you have a holiday season or time of year that you most closely associate with family? What holiday memories are you looking forward to creating with your kids? Today, I'm excited to welcome to the show the producer of the Docs to Dads podcast and dad extraordinaire, Phil Raban. Phil and his wife, who was in my residency class, are two of my family's dearest friends, When I moved away from home to pursue my pediatric training in Arizona, Phil and his family were basically my family in Arizona. We had dinners together regularly, I got to babysit their kids for them a few times, and we spent a few holidays together in those years, didn't we, Phil? Some of them were working long hours at the hospital with your wife, but some of them were really fun family times together. Welcome to this side of the mic, Phil. Thank you, Scott. That's quite the introduction. I feel like I'm blushing on a podcast right out of the gate. Uh, but, you know, it's been fun working on this project with you for the last couple of months. And, you know, I'm just excited to see where things go from here and what topics we talk about. And I know today is, of course, we're talking about, you know, holidays. And, you know, I just got to say that starting at Halloween, like I love the entire thing. I know it might be a little cliche to say I love it all, but I do like Halloween starts it all off. And then New Year's kind of is like the nightcap. But I got to say, if you had to pick one, Scott, if you had to pick just one, what would be your favorite holiday? If I had to pick just one, I think Thanksgiving is probably my single favorite holiday. It has everything that you could want, right? There's amazing food. You get time with your family. There's parades to watch on TV, uh, football, you know, especially growing up uh, in Dallas. We were always watching the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, it was just a really fun time. Uh, the other nice thing about Thanksgiving is it's on a weekday, so you get that extra time off from school. Uh, I just I remember the smells of being in the kitchen with my grandma while she's cooking Thanksgiving dinner. Then we'd always get up early the next morning. Uh, you know, Black Friday, we weren't doing shopping. We were making her signature coffee cake, and I can just smell that coffee cake. It mm. is so good, and I still make that coffee cake every year on Black Friday, on the Friday after Thanksgiving. Um What about you, Phil? Do you have a a favorite holiday tradition from your childhood that kind of pops to mind? Well, I got to say that uh, growing up, Thanksgiving wasn't my favorite holiday. Uh, Not that I didn't enjoy it, uh, but it just, I got to like it a little bit more um, as I got older. I appreciated it more as an adult. Um, But we, we had a few traditions growing up, nothing that was, I would say, 
something that everybody does. Ours were kind of unique. Like one that first pops into mind is as we got a little bit older, um, we would take turns every year. Somebody would um, pick where we ate for Christmas Eve dinner, and then we would always go see a movie, the four of us. And that same person would get to pick what movie we saw. And um, it would alternate. First, it was my dad one year, then my mom, then me and my brother. And that was just one little tradition. It's very much our own. I don't think real anyone else really did that, but that was one of the, the first things that popped into my head because I, I enjoyed that. It was always fun because you never know where you were going to eat or what movie you were going to see. That's funny. We have a holiday movie tradition as well in my family. We haven't been able to do it recently, but growing up uh, either on Thanksgiving Day or on Christmas Day, especially if we were with my mom's side of the family, we would go see whatever sort of kids, usually it was like a kids animated movie or something like that, that we were going to see. And, and so we spent a lot of time go, sort of going to the movies. So that's funny. I didn't know anybody else had that that tradition. So it's funny that you that you guys did that too. <laughs> What memories do you have of family time that made Thanksgiving, Christmas, the holidays so special for you? You know, there's a lot of, you know, family time built in, you know, growing up, both my family, uh, both my parents worked full time. And so, you know, during the kind of the hustle and bustle of, of the year, you know, we, you know, they, they were working, but during the holiday times, they were frequently sort of taking time off. And so I certainly got a lot more time with uh, my parents, like I said, we lived kind of far away from my uh, grandparents. I had one set in Oklahoma and another set in Alabama. And so it was sort of traveling to see them. And so the quality time of like road trips to go see the rest of the family uh, was all kind of quality time. And then one of my favorite traditions that we picked up, I don't even remember. It must have started when I was like eight or nine years old, but we would the weekend after Thanksgiving sometime, we would sort of drive out into East Texas to this farm where we could like cut down our own sort of live Christmas tree. Oh yeah. My uh, mom always sort of insisted that we had a, a <laughs> live Christmas tree. It was very important to her and, and really special to her. And so then we started going out rather than just going to sort of the, the Boy Scout Christmas tree lot on the corner, we would sort of drive out and pick out our tree. And my little brother in particular just loved, he would like look at every single Christmas tree and he's running around all over the place and <laughs> sort of out on this farm. Right now I'm realizing that this was probably also a way for my parents to like get my brother and I to like run all of our energy off after Thanksgiving. Um, I, yeah, that's a good idea. I didn't, I didn't appreciate <laughs> that, uh, that benefit until right now, but uh, so we're running around all over the p- place until we find the perfect Christmas tree. And then we cut it down and bring it home. And that was our Christmas tree for the year. And, and it's just like a really special time. And as we, you know, started bringing, you know, as I started uh, dating my wife, I would bring her along on that tradition when she would visit my family for Thanksgiving and same thing with my, my brother's wife. And, and we just kind of pull more and more people into this tradition. And it's just a really fun time. And you're sort of out on this farm. So you're like, you're not, texting you're not like on facebook you're not doing all these other things that sort of distract you from family time you're sort of focused on like spending that time together uh and then there's this barbecue joint that you drive by uh to get out there in east texas and so we'd we'd stop at the same barbecue joint every year on the way home and that was a big perk of that trip as well that's nice all of that sounds really good we did that once when i lived in colorado me and my parents and my brother never again though and i thought it was a lot of fun to the point where i was telling my wife this year when the girls get a little older I absolutely want to do that. They're not as on board with it as I am, but 
we're still going to make it happen and we're still going to have fun with it when that actually does happen someday. Yeah, I would say looking back, my family, it was sort of hit hit or miss. You know, there were certainly years that my brother and I were sort of more enthusiastic about going and doing it. (laughs) And then as we got a little bit older, I think it felt a little more kind of silly maybe or or you know when you're a teenager you're like you think you're too cool for it and now sort of my parents still go out and get their christmas tree from that same place with or without us and so when we're home we go along and now it just means a lot more because especially now that i have my own family you sort of realize the investment that you're making into the family and and you know your perspective changes when you become a parent when you become a dad and and so you start to appreciate some of those things a little bit more so we certainly hit a some places along the way where we were maybe less enthusiastic about it, but I'm, I'm really, really thankful for, for that. Would you say that your holidays, thinking about traditions with your own family growing up, mm-hmm. did you kind of every year you kind of did something fairly similar or there were some kind of key moments that were the same or was it kind of different? And, and how did your parents maybe think about making those holidays special for, for you and your brother? Uh, When I think of traditions, I don't think of a ton of different things that we had, per se. Um, I do know that uh, my parents would go all out for us on Christmas and um, bought us way more than we ever needed. Um, But in terms of like traditions, uh, I I mean, the Christmas Eve one was definitely one. My mom and I kind of developed our own uh, when I lived in Georgia. So I was probably about nine or 10 years old. It was Christmas morning, and I woke up early uh, before anyone else except my mom. She was also awake, kind of getting things ready for for Christmas morning. And I remember just going downstairs and seeing her, and she and I made uh, hot chocolate, plugged in the tree, and uh, then we just kind of curled up on the the couch because, you know, it was December in Georgia. It can get pretty chilly there. And we just sat on the couch and drank hot chocolate and just looked at the Christmas tree lights and just kind of talked until everyone started waking up. And I liked that. And that was something, a moment that I treasured so much that every Christmas after that, I tried to wake up and um, recapture that, right? And do that with my mom every every Christmas morning. And we did that for years and years and years and almost to the point where I, I moved out, I think. I would just make sure I got up early with her on Christmas morning and the only other one I can think of in terms of like true traditions, and I think a lot of families might do this, but um, my uncles were very serious about guessing what their present was. Like they'd shake it, they'd roll it around, and they kind of pass that on to us. So every Christmas, before you open the present, you had to take a guess of what it what it was. And to the point that with my kids now, my parents do that on Christmas. Like, okay, before you open it, you got to roll it or like take a stab at what it is, take a guess. And, you know, it was almost an arms game because my brother and I got really good at guessing what the presents were. So my mom would take this, if it were like a little Nintendo cartridge, you know, she would put, wrap it all up nice and safe, but then put like a brick in there and then wrap it up in like this giant box. So you couldn't guess what it made it harder to guess what it was. So that was one tradition that I I do remember as a kid is just trying to guess what it is. And the parents are trying to top the kids and it was just a back and forth and it made Christmas. I think it added an extra layer of fun. That's funny. I think Laura's family, 
did that a lot. They were really into like guessing the presents. And my family, we never did that. So it was a very strange thing the first time I <laughs> went to Christmas with Laura's family. Because even as adult, Laura, Laura has three brothers. And even as adults, they're like trying to figure out what it is. But my version of that that I think is a little different is less about guessing. But I remember there was there were gifts that, especially if I was really proud of it or really excited about giving the gift, which for me, my favorite, one of my favorite things about Christmas is the giving of gifts. And especially to my little brother, I loved like coming up with some really cool thing, uh, especially as we got older and I had kind of moved out of the house. My brother was still at home trying to like come up with something to kind of surprise him or be kind of a special brother thing. Uh, I was really into like wrapping the present in a small box and then putting that box in a bigger box that had like a clue in it. And I put that box in a bigger box that had a different clue in it. So like as he's opening, he's like getting these little like clues about what the gift is. And then he finally gets to the bottom. He's opened like four boxes and he's using like, how many boxes are this? (laughs) How many boxes is this gift? Uh, How many do I have to open before I actually get to the gift? Uh, so I always had a really fun time doing sort of silly stuff like that more so than, than sort of the, the guessing. I really liked your story with your mom as well, because it kind of reminded me too of something that, that my wife and I have been talking about, uh, which is, it's really important to do things as a whole family periodically, but every once in a while, you really do have to focus on some of those individual relationships as well. And so not just like, how are we doing as a whole family, but how's my relationship with my son? How's my relationship with my daughter? And sometimes you have to kind of go one-on-one a little bit with uh, the kids, help make sure that they feel loved and feel special and that you're really investing, not just in the whole family in kind of this broader sense, but sort of as an individual relationship with each of your parents uh, individually. And so that's something that, that Laura and I have been thinking about quite a bit uh, as well. And, and it sounds like that sort of really contributed to a bond that you developed with your with your mom, especially during the holiday time that you sort of associate that memory specifically with her. Yeah, I think it's part of making your kids feel engaged in the holiday, in what's going on and making them feel special. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's something that we can we can remember as dads now we're going to talk a little bit in the next episode about sort of how are we taking the lessons that we learned looking back at our own uh, childhoods with our own families and how do we apply that to the the things that we're trying to do now to sort of intentionally build these special moments with our own kids. But I think it, it's a good memory to say like you don't don't only have to do everything all together, but that sometimes you can do things sort of one on one with with particular kids to make things you know, special for that kiddo and just kind of find specific things that you can do with each of your kids individually or split up. You know, right now we have two kids, so it's a little bit easier. My wife can take one and I can take the other Mm -hmm. and we can go do sort of special separate things. And then we kind of come back, come back all together as a family. Um, And it doesn't have to always be, you know, these big grand things that the whole family is doing. They can just be like little things. Yeah, absolutely. And that's personally why we stopped it too. We didn't want to ever feel outnumbered. So one can always take one kid, one the other parent can always take the other and it it balances out. Um, So that was, that was personal choice for us, but we were like, yeah, we're, we're good. We, we fit perfectly in a car with our luggage or on a plane, you know, it balances out. So it's perfect. Yeah. One, one of the episodes of this show, because Laura and I, God willing, are probably going to have 
at least one more. Uh, so one of the episodes of this show is probably going to be uh, uh, switching from man-to-man to zone defense, and we'll have to find a guest who actually has uh, more than than two kids who can kind of talk to the experience and, and give us a little training on on what's it look like to switch from that that one-on-one uh, when when you have more than <laughs> more kids mm. than parents, as they say. Um, so that that'll be uh, coming somewhere down the road as part of this show. <laughs> so Scott, I know we've been talking about a lot of um, happy and fun holiday traditions, but what if some of those memories aren't exactly happy for you? Sure, I think there's a lot of dads out there listening who maybe didn't have any any positive holiday memories or had a specific loss or trauma that happened during the holidays that still sort of stays with them. Uh, It's very common in those situations to have a recurrence of that sense of loss or those feelings of sadness or anxiety to come back during this time of year because it's such an obvious trigger, right? Because the Christmas music is playing and people are putting up the lights and so it brings all of those memories back uh, there's certainly, we know, an increase in the number of reported depression symptoms during the winter time. Partly that's because of the weather, but partly because there's so many obvious reminders of years past. And so if you've had a trauma during the holidays, everybody's reminding you that that happened. You know, one year I'm, I'm reminded before my grandfather passed, he actually spent Thanksgiving in the ICU. And my family had to actually have our Thanksgiving dinner in the hospital cafeteria, uh, which was significantly less good than my grandma's uh, Thanksgiving dinner. But, uh, you know, we had to be there uh, in the hospital with my grandfather. And and so that was a tough year. You know, we talked about that almost every year afterwards, sort of remembering uh, that time that we spent together. Uh, But, you know, in some ways to kind of see the silver lining of that, that year is one of the few years that I can remember everybody came home for Thanksgiving. So I mentioned in a previous episode that my mom is one of six, uh, and that year that her dad was in the ICU for Thanksgiving, everybody was home. And so we got to spend so much really meaningful time with the whole family that we hadn't had in a really long time. So, you know, that event, even though it was traumatic, and I still think about it every year at Thanksgiving, you know, I said that's my favorite holiday. It still is, uh, even with that sort of bittersweet memory attached to it, because it did include that really special family time. When you're having that time with your family, you know, if you've had these experiences, it's important to acknowledge it, you know, talk about it. Um, You know, we we miss him now that he's gone, but we still remember him every year at Thanksgiving because of that memory of spending Thanksgiving in the hospital while he was in the ICU. For more severe traumas, it may be the case that you have to make plans to reconnect with a therapist or a counselor during that time, during the time of year that's leading up to the triggering holiday. It can help teach you how to incorporate those feelings into the experience of the holiday. Obviously, that's a lot easier said than done. You may just need to take a break from some of those traditions. If there are particular traditions or things that you usually do around the holidays that bring back those feelings of anxiety or or loss, you you may just need to change what those look like or skip them completely for a little while to just help limit that exposure to the triggers of those negative feelings. And then finally, it's important to sort of set aside time specifically to acknowledge that loss and and spend time thinking about it so that you don't bottle it up. And especially if you need to talk about it with your children, you know, they're probably already thinking about it. The likelihood 
you're not going to make it worse by bringing it up. They're probably already thinking about it. They're probably already sort of wondering if they can talk about it. And so sometimes it can be good to sort of create a space to talk about those things again so that it doesn't get bottled up and cause more pain, you know, especially if they're exposed to a particular tradition that that brings up those feelings, you know, and, and sometimes it's not things that are this severe, uh, but you know, every year, you know, things aren't going to go to plan. Things aren't, aren't going to turn out the way that you hope they would or the way that you think they should. Um, and sometimes that can, you know, lead to some funny stories. I think you, you told me a story once about uh, a time your, your dad offered to help uh, do a little bit more, help out a little bit more with the, with the Christmas shopping. Uh, and that didn't exactly <laughs> go the way he thought it would. No, no, it, it was, um, it was a fun Christmas for my brother and I, uh, but yeah, I, I remember that we had been in Texas a couple of years and um, my dad was usually busy traveling around the holidays. And so this time he had a little bit more time at home and knew that my mom would always take on so much around Christmas and want to do everything for everyone that he decided, hey, this year I'm going to do the Christmas shopping for the kids. So you don't have to worry about it. You can focus on the other things. My mom was very appreciative, handed the reins over to him when it came to Christmas shopping. And I think very quickly he realized what he had gotten himself into. And he felt like he was very much underwater at that point. So he pulled my brother and I aside one day while my mom was out running errands and said, okay, here's the deal. This is your budget. For Christmas, each of you gets this much in terms of a dollar amount. I'm going to take you to a couple of stores and let you pick out whatever you want. The catch is, though, that you're not going to get it until Christmas Day. And you have to act surprised for your mother (laughs) when you open the presents. So, of course, you know, I think I was like 15 and my brother was like 11 or 12. So, of course, we agreed to this. Who wouldn't? And we went out. We did our own Christmas shopping, which was fantastic. I got everything I wanted. I didn't have to take anything back. I didn't get any socks or any sweaters. (laughs) And it was great. Um, And then, you know, came Christmas morning. We opened it all up and we acted surprised. You know, we played the game and it it went really well. And it was fun until... I don't remember how long it was. It must have been a month or two later. Uh, My brother and I kind of made mention of it when the four of us were around, not even thinking it or realizing, oh, mom doesn't know about this. You thought the play was over. Exactly. And then like, oh, mom didn't know that. That's right. We shouldn't have said that. And it was at the dinner table. And I think it was just dead silence at the dinner table at that point. And um I felt bad for my dad, but I think he was in the doghouse for a little while after that. But uh, it was it was still a great Christmas for my brother and I, for sure. Yeah, there's probably a commentary there about the importance of communication between you and your partner as you're making plans for holiday gifts and staying on the same page about that. But that story is just too funny not to... I just can imagine most dads sort of picturing themselves in that scenario and being like, yeah, that could happen to me for sure. Yeah, there there were lessons all around that holiday season. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share uh, all your stories and your your experiences from your own childhood as it relates to the holidays. Uh, it's really been nice to have you have you on the show this time. Oh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you for 
bringing me out for the holidays. It's it's been a blast so far. Cool. It's been the greatest Christmas present ever. Ah, uh, excellent. Well, well, Merry Christmas. We'll do this again uh, next week, and we'll talk about sort of what we're doing to intentionally take care of our own uh, kids and our own families and build those special memories so that uh, someday, uh, uh, many years from now, they can look back on on hopefully the memories that we're helping them create. So we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, next week when you come back. Can't wait. Thank you for tuning in to the Docs to Dads podcast this week. If you want more information on this or other topics, connect with us on Instagram at docs to dads pod. That's docs, the number two dads pod or email the show at docs2dadspod at gmail.com. You can also leave questions or comments in the five-star review you're just about to leave us for the show on your favorite podcast app. A special thanks again to the producer and editor, and now honorary co-host of the docs to dads podcast, Phil Raban, who helps get this show on the air every week. We'll see you next week. Until then, remember that what you do as a dad matters. Keep building healthier dads, happier kids, and stronger communities. The information included in this podcast and other Docs to Dads platforms is intended for your education and entertainment only. It is not intended as medical advice and should not replace a relationship with a primary care pediatrician or other provider who will give the most appropriate recommendations for your individual situation. Thank you.